Welcome to the Hurtship Podcast. My name is Sitzke Kazimir, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power and, dare I say it, joy of middle management. Middle managers are best placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory, and insights. The Hurtship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. Before I start this episode, just one reflection on the process of learning to create these podcasts. So I have discovered that I'm trying to find a balance between making the sound as perfect as possible and making the podcast as real as possible. And for me, as real as possible is that I would be speaking as much as possible in one take and do as little editing as possible. So just now, you've been able to hear probably my dogs walk through my room. And I could redo it. That's one option. I may do. Um, I can leave it or I can edit it out. And I found as I've been working on these podcasts that when I edit it out, the flow goes. My voice doesn't have the same rhythm that it had when I recorded it. And so for this moment, with my skills, there is a dog drinking and my location And my desire for realness, I'm choosing on the balance of realness. Now, if I get a lot of feedback that that's not working for you, that may change. And hopefully, as I continue, my skills get better and I can edit and still make it real. So just wanted to share that with you. In this second episode, getting back to the topic... I want to focus on how hard rules can create emergent behavior in herds, in groups, and how looking at these hard rules, we may also learn something for people. And someone said to me after hearing the first podcast, some people may not like to be compared to horses. And I can imagine that. And I would never say that we are horses or that we are a herd, just that perhaps there's something in what motivates and moves and creates behavior in horses, but also in starlings, ants and fish that may also have something to do with us as humans. We are not the same, yet we may learn something from looking at their behavior. So in the past years, there's been some researchers who've posited that horses too may show emergent behavior because they're governed by a couple of hard rules. In fact, three hard rules and hard rules that also hold for fish and for starlings. And these three hard rules are to cohere, to synchronize for speed and direction and to avoid collisions, or don't bump into things. In this episode, I'm going to focus on 
the rule to cohere and how that may also hold for people. And I'll consider the next two rules in following episodes. Now, I needed to look up the word cohere because it's not an everyday word and I had a sense of it, but I didn't know the exact meaning. And as a linguist, I was interested in the history. So it comes from Latin, from co, together, and herere, stick. So to stick together or to hold together. I like that word and I like to think of how, as humans, as much division as we may see in the world right now, it makes sense that a principle of holding together is important for us. I've sometimes worked with organisational constellations in my work, and in that we talk about the need to belong in organisations, and beyond that in families as well. So to cohere may refer to that same need. And as I've been thinking about this principle over the past few days, I've also been wondering if perhaps in modern times, in some way, organisations have taken on the place of cohering, where it used to be local communities or churches in former time, where we stuck together Maybe these days, apart from a place to earn our money, apart from a place to live our ambitions, it's actually organisations where we cohere, where we stick together. And that's certainly based on my personal experience been true, that one of the things I've loved about being in an organisation is that it's given me a place where I could stick together with my colleagues And I guess that in the past year, when so many of us have moved from working in an office together to working from home together, it's this sense of coherence that we have missed most. It is possible at a distance, and it is harder. I can see it in my horses, that when they faced with something that's scary, something that they haven't seen before, They are braver if they can truly move together. It's not just knowing that another horse is there. It's feeling that another horse is there that helps them. And I guess that this may hold for people too. It's comforting to know that others are close and are facing the same as we are. We may not need to literally stick to them. Even knowing they're in the same room can help. Now, a modern meaning of cohere is to create a unified whole. And if I think about it, a herd is a unified whole. And I believe that at their best, this is what communities and organisations are too, a unified whole. A herd coheres around a purpose around a simple purpose. How do we survive not only today, also in the future? People also cohere around purpose. Yet sometimes that purpose is too complex. Sometimes it's not shared. 
or it can get lost in words. And if we assume that people want to cohere around a purpose too, that it's almost an inborn principle, and that when we cohere, we tend to do so not in large groups, but actually in smaller groups. So it could be a family group or it could be a team in an organization. Then it makes absolute sense that in order to translate the purpose of an organization down to the smaller units of teams, the role of the middle manager is critical. And it's critical not only to help translate it for their teams, but also translate it for those lower down in the organization who may not actually have a clear vision to the purpose of the organization that senior leaders set. So that's why this week's practice is about clarifying purpose. And I always find it helpful to start with reminding myself When was the last time I spoke about purpose? When was the last time you spoke about purpose? Your own, your teams, your organizations? And was that in an away day or was that actually in a regular meeting? Was it in one of the many virtual meetings you've been having recently? Is it remote Or is it something that actually informs your daily decisions? And when you think about purpose, what comes up? Is it very clear? Is it a statement, a picture? Do you have a sense of it? Or have you never even thought about it much? If you want to spend time clarifying purpose further either your own or the organization's, I've recorded some guided questions. They're specifically focused on an organization, but wherever you read organization, you could read you. Um, And it can help you clarify purpose. So that audio and also a transcript of it, if you prefer to read, are posted on the usual website address which will be included at the outro of this podcast. Now, today's practice is not so much about clarifying it, but about how we frame a purpose. Because if a purpose in an organization is a statement, and if it's lofty and big and far away, then often it doesn't have as much power. It can be stale or too strict And it may confine you too much. It may also be hard to see how your particular part of the organization would contribute to the wider statement, especially if it's a very specific statement. One of the things I learned when I was studying organizational analysis was to frame a purpose as a hypothesis or an inquiry rather than a statement. And I found this very helpful as it gives you much more freedom to explore and discover how do I help answer that question or how does my team help answer that question? So when I looked at the purpose of the organization I was working for at the time, who had a very 
short sentence, power and productivity for a better world, I reframed that into an inquiry as to how can we help our customers balance the desire for growth with the reality of limited resources. Limited resources that if we use too much of them will destroy our planet. And from that question, I could then think about, so what does that mean for our learning team? And for us, it translated in, how do we model? How do we show how people can learn balancing limited resources with our desire and need to grow? So this inquiry was linked to our organizational purpose. And all of a sudden, by reframing our purpose as a team in such an inquiry, it became a positive challenge when our budget was cut. Because we now really had to model and learn how to balance limited resources. So for this week's practice, the invitation is to take your purpose of your organization first of all, and to explore how that could be transformed by stating it as a hypothesis or a question. What becomes more clear when you do that? How would you now frame the question that your team is answering to contribute to this larger organisational question? And have you included your customers in the question? If not... What does that tell you? And if you have, do you sense the question you're asking is truly relevant for them? Who are the beneficiaries if you answer the question well? You can do this practice on your own and have fun with it. And it can also be a great way to bring purpose into one of your meetings with your team or with your peers. Explore what is the question we're all trying to answer. Is it shared? Is it different? And if it is different, it's good to know. What does that mean? Does that help us or does it hinder us? I hope you'll enjoy this practice of reframing your purpose as a question or a hypothesis. Thank you for listening to the Herdship podcast. As I close, I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd like a herd of horses combined with the word ship. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further instalments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly.
My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources, such as links to articles or books I have mentioned, and practices from this episode on herchip.com slash podcast. 